Welcome to RegTech Impact, Manuela. Please introduce yourself. Thank you, Erkan. Yes, I'm Manuela Macker, the former Chief Compliance Officer of Deutsche Telekom, I'm an entrepreneur in strategic and sustainable development and implementation of compliance, value-based corporate culture, transformation and digitization. And I'm considered as a sword leader in digital ethics. And I guess, Erkan, that is the reason why we talk today. Yes. Um, may I ask you, how would you explain your profession to your grandma or grandpa? So I, I would like to take a metaphor. So during the Speak Up campaign as part of Transparent Corporate Culture Initiative, I initiated Vision Deutsche Telekom. My team referred me as Yoda, the Jedi Master from Star Wars. And this meant that my compliance team were the Jedi Knights fulfilling the missions of the Yidi Council, the so-called today management board, namely primarily serve the company's interests and to protect top management from harm today from liability aspects. And these missions, the compliance tasks, are either diplomatic in nature or required the skill of a hero and a warrior. So power is used for knowledge to defend, never for attack. Great, thank you. Um, today, Manuela, we are talking about AI and digital business ethics and compliance. My question is, what is digital business ethics and compliance in the context of AI and RegTech? So compliance for me is a strategic transformer. It's about transferring analog values into the digital world. And how does it work, you may ask me. Compliance gives a substructure. That means being a conductor of the AI ethic ecosystem that works in different directions with complex sets of measures. And so on one hand side, you have to be directed inward. And this means first and foremost about mindset, respectively attitude of leaders with a strong moral compass. And this means enabling the assumption of responsibility on one hand side. And this means in the end, we are providing an ethical framework for action. And in terms of implementation, this means offering the design of an interdisciplinary team in a holistic approach for a discussion platform of concrete ethical dilemma use cases occurring the respective working areas. So this from my perspective, enables the recognition of ethical dimension of digital technology and the associated potential opportunities and risk. And this must be followed by the integration of this knowledge into the company's procedures, SaaS projects and services. And as well, and this is the most important part from my perspective, anchoring along the value chain on the basis of clear criteria and systemization. And looking outside the company, that means with regard to the AI ecosystem externally. So looking outward, it is important to create trust in the digital future by building solidarity among stakeholders, for example, politics, society and business, and for sure with science. This is most important. Otherwise, you cannot practically implement all the things you have to fulfill to do good uh, business in very difficult uh, technical environments. And this means as well to participate in a constructively in an interactive dialogue with these stakeholders. Yeah, interesting. That is very, very interesting. But another question, if you think about AI and digital business, ethics and compliance, 
is that a trend or really a long-term value proposition? What do you think? What's your opinion? The last one. And why? Because it's a real competitive advantage, especially in terms of market differentiation on one hand side and on the other hand side on reputation enhancement. Because you know, Erkan, AI is changing values, trust and power. And studies show us that consumers as well as investors and analysts expect sustainability along the entire value chain. So understanding the content for possible modes of action of key technologies such as AI and the sus change risk landscape. So success factors for companies are trust, responsibility, transparency and excellence. And the integration of these aspects in the context of the value-oriented corporate risk management have a long-term positive impact on the business model and as well on the financial success of the company. This is the new information of the newest uh, studies with regard to ESG, environment, uh, societal and governmental aspects. And so I see it's about value by design. And this is a long-term value proposition from my point of view. Very interesting. Thank you. But um, I mean, if we talk about uh, good digital business ethics, uh, another question comes in mind is, what do we need to be a good digital business ethics and compliance company? Good question. Um, I see there are clear signs of a shift in a societal perspective and the expectation from the society towards companies. So consumers are better inform no, informed today, more engaged and more aware regarding ethical issues and sustainable business ethical investment. So the central question is what a kind of mindset and what a kind of leaders, not executives, leaders with a more compass and organization needs to design and evaluate business models ethically. That is not only focusing on profit, it is also about integrity and ethical action. The extent to which this is perceived will be reflected in multi-dimensions, such as brand image, reputation, quality, ability to retain or attract talented employees and attract loyal customers. So in the end, there are four elements, in my opinion, they are critical to be a good company. First, a mindset of accountability and self-reflection. Second, leaders with a strong moral compass to recognize the ethical dimension in ever-evolving technology and assess risk. Third, clear guardrails in a sense of an ethical decision-making framework. And fourth, focus on ethical investment and the respective KPIs. Very interesting. Um, now I'm going to do a bridge to RegTech. I mean, uh, digital business ethics and compliance. And the question is, how can RegTech really add value? Do you have any practical examples for me? Oh, yeah, lucky you have to give me this kind of an opportunity. I have four dimensions in my mind. The first dimension, it is a clear competitive advantage. This is according to service in the US where customers are willing to pay more if the company acts ethically, and this is reflected in the products and services. The nether dimension is 
enhancement of reputation. Because in my dialogues with rating agency, it's more taking into account instead of a hygiene point of factor, as it was seen before, because customers have a strong demand, what they want to see uh, in, in, in their portfolio if they are investing in companies as investors on one hand side, but on the other hand side, more which kind of pro uh, products and services they buy. And so this is uh, the next level, the third level, this is attractiveness for investors because we see that there is an increasingly focus on ESG funds because people are even specific kind of investors like more to invest in, uh, um, in ethical companies which have a perspective for a fantastic growth in the ethical environmental situation. And the force is a positive employer image and talent attraction because we see the new generation that and why they have an increased interest in working for sustainable and ethical companies. So that is their so-called purpose orientation. And so if you want to grow and to get fresh blood in your company and fresh ideas, you must be attractive on the employer market. Absolutely. Um, apart from digital business ethics, Manuela, um, what do you think are the three mega trends in the compliance environment? First, adaptive compliance. Maybe later I would like to describe it a bit deeper. So the second is for sure digital ethics in corporate governments, respectively AI compliance. And the third is value-oriented corporate risk management along the entire value chain. So maybe I do now, now Hakan, if you would like to, to explore a little bit more what, what I have in mind towards these three um, mega trends, or if you just would like please. to leave it in the air. Please, <laughs> so, <okay>. please. <laughs> Adaptive compliance. So we all see that entire business models and understandings are changing. Mm -hmm. Also with regard to the extent of geopolitical influences. And so this has a fundamental effects on working environments, working methods and techniques. And the forms of employment and communications are now very directly. And so the demands of a modern and effective compliance management systems are enormous. And so we have to align with all these new needs. And that is what I call adaptive compliance. And adaptive compliance by itself builds on value-based compliance, which includes three disciplines. Firstly, value-based corporate culture. Secondly, integrity management. And thirdly, ethical use of future technology, so-called digital ethics. And so adaptive compliance offers for the compliance department the opportunity to redesign, streamline, and make more efficient preventive, detective, and reactive measure, especially through the use of the new digital systems and opportunities. And additionally, because now we need a breathing organization with regard to compliance, there is a new requirement of new operating models and modern tools of training and communication formats. And so if I should now switch to digital ethics and the corporate governance, um, so it's about the sustainable realization of the value creation potential of technologies, developments, and the use of data, smart data from my perspective. As a profound corporate management anticipates the fear of the stakeholders and meet them trustfully by showing transparency regarding the functioning and effective 
or effects of new technology. And this could only be done operationally by integrating ethical requirements into corporate processes, products and services. And so this is my understanding what is there with regard to the new megatrend digital ethics. And mm -hmm. uh, if I could come to the third one, value-orientated corporate risk management. So I see there is a great opportunity for companies in the global competition and brand positioning through the responsible management of smart technology along the entire value chain. This is about the sustainable ethical investment. And so from my perspective and as my experiences, this is an holistic and interdisciplinary approach because you use collaborative intelligence, e.g. the capabilities of man and machine for data analytics and evaluation of as a strategic tool. And thereby, the change risk maps and the corporate value as well as the smart data claims should be considered. And the data based on a specific kind of risk transparency, these will energize or will create trust of the management, the public, the shareholders and the regulators. And so I see in the end, the assurance data which will be provided should be on one hand, Side uh, holistic risk management because we have to ensure or to enable that the quality of assurance data will increase significantly, and we have integrative devotelling of relevant information systems so that we should share our information um, uh, with regard to the real time information. And now, due to the ethical technology enhanced risk map we could better and earlier identify the potential risk facts. So that is all my three mega trends with regard to the compliance environment. Very interesting. Manuela, um, another question that uh, RegTechs need to learn is what should RegTechs learn or consider in order to better collaborate with established companies? I mean, I'm a, a young startup RegTech company and I want to collaborate with established company What should I care? Do you have an opinion? I really, really idea? appreciate this question because if I never have had the opportunity to work in the Digital Assets Initiative within our company um, since 2017, I could not share my experience because it was so fruitful. So we live in times of highly dynamic change and hybrid thinking. That is what I learned, connects and can enable effective collaboration. Because this requires a shared vision and this creates connection and commitment with a clear focus on a common goal, the so-called purpose. Mm -hmm. And this relationship between these different interdisciplinary teams or even if you just would like to focus on rec techs and incumbents, um, the, the, the relationship only develop if it has meaning for both parties. And so achieve successful outcome for problems or the pro uh, projects you are tackling. It's only done by co-creating more meaningful human-centered experiences. And so a jointly defined, transparent and participative process of collaboration aligns and motivates at the same time. That is my experience. And in order to be able to develop or achieve results, So a joint design and achievement of the purpose, this gives you energy. And as well, I learned this requires new skill from all participants, such as acting on one's own responsibility, 
more important, working constructively with each other and try to understand and to listen more intensively what is this thought and, and the thought behind the thought to understand each other better and right question, being flexible, mm-hmm. enduring uncertainty, perceiving diversity as a preciousness and recognizing change earlier on and approaching them positively. So this gives you energy. And then I, my, it's my experience that it was a fantastic one. So both can get really, really get uh, add value out of this kind of a collaboration. A collaboration. No, thank you. You mean um, about skills. And my question is, what professional skills will become increasingly important for compliance in the future? The changing world and the available in the market, the new technology bring challenges at various levels for compliance. And so from my point of view, compliance has an important key function as transmitter. This means transforming the increasing complexity of risk, including ethical ones, into a new attitude of calculated risk-taking, on one hand side, and on the other hand side, the acceptance of responsibility and a creation of new learning cultures to transfer the ethical requirements into the world of work. And so the result, that is what I learned and what I try to bring into my team, is a new mix of competencies with four characteristics. The first is a grow mindset, that is the openness to new technology and understanding how it works and new learning cultures. The second is the technical competence. That means you have to use the um, digital systems and to find out what is the best user experience so that people or the employees are keen on to use your tools. The third one is digital. That means you have to understand now what is coming up with regard to AI compliance, for example. And the first one, for sure, is a classical one. It is critical thinking, complex issue solving, openness, conflict skills, etc. And for sure, this all is nothing if you have not a strong, balanced personality of integrity with attitude, because this is the core anchor uh, for you as a compliance manager to be always grounded and to know where you stand in life, to be resilient, to be steadfast, to be to deal with criticism and be always open minded. And this is what, from my perspective, is important for the future. Very important. Um, Manuela, um, do you have any topics that we should definitely talk about? So we, we, we both, Erka, we agreed that compliance is fundamental to the credibility and the success Absolutely. of companies. And what, what as well, um, and I, I guess you, you maybe have the fa- same observation, but my, I observe that ethical compliance and the value-based compliance culture, which we both know have been very hard worked on more over the last years, they are, from my perspective, are taken too much for granted. And in my perception, the fact that these values have been worked out on daily business plays no longer a significant role. So this will become problematic particularly with regard of the upcoming generation of employees and especially for the future managers. I mean, that is really, really important that we talk about this kind of um, the value of compliance in the future. And um, it's, I think um, 
how you can say it changed everything. But um, Manuela, the last question that I always ask is, who would you like to have a coffee or tea with? So I, I would like to have a little workshop. <laughs> so no, it is because I, I would like to, to share my time and to learn from the Dalai Lama. From Jane Goodell and Madeleine Albright, because I guess this would be a fantastic inspiration in the end. I, I, I guess it would end in a yoga retreat with a lot of meditation, with a lot of fruitfulness exchanges and a specific kind of relaxation to be prepared and energetic for the future. Uh, thank you, Manuela. It's a great, great, great having you on my podcast, Rectech Impact. Uh, thank you and have a nice day. Bye, Manuela. Thank you. Bye.